Good evening, everyone. I want to do something slightly different this evening, probably not the way Winsor do. Um, before we start the Bible reading this evening, you're going to turn around or turn aside to your anybody sitting beside you or behind you. Say this word, I love you in the love of the Lord. Let's do it. Thank you. I love you in the love of the Lord. Thank you very much. Um, although um, our Bible reading this evening is from 1 John chapter, one, uh, chapter 3 and 4, what I want to read to you, if you have the Bible with, with you, uh, turn to chapter, 1 John chapter 4, I will read from verse 7. John, 1 John 4 from verse 7. Here's the word of the Lord. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, And we have sinned and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in God, lives in God. Whoever lives in love, lives in God. And God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have sinned, cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love the brother and sister. Amen. An American missionary called Dr. Stanley Jones, who enjoyed Mahatma Gandhi's personal friendship, once asked Gandhi how he thought Christianity could become naturalized in in Indian soil, and no longer a foreign plant. And here is what Gandhi replied. Christians must begin to live more like Jesus Christ, that they must practice their religion without adultering or toning it down, and that they must put their emphasis upon love. For love is the center and soul of Christianity. 
when John tells us here that God is love, he is trying to help us understand God loves God, God's love from two angles. First, God's love is revealed in the cross of Christ. And God's love can also be seen in our Christian love for one another. So first, God's love is revealed, is revealed in the cross of Christ. In chapter 4 that we read earlier, verse 9 and 10 explains that God showed his love among us by sending his one and only son into the world as an atoning sacrifice for our sins that we might live through him. The Bible says that he did this because he loves us. A Japanese theologian called uh, Kazo Kitamori, he called this act of love the love that is rooted in the pain of God. Love that is rooted in the pain of God in his book called The Theology of the Pain of God. As Christians, we believe in God who is the God of love and God of judgment. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because God understands that our sin can lead us to eternal death. So he knew that the only way that, that he could rescue us from this eternal death was to send his only son to die for your sins and for my sins. The sons who is without blemish, without sin, to die for our sins. It was unimaginably painful for God the Father to see his only son die on the cross, suffer the death on the cross for our sins. Because the death of Jesus Christ was the punishment of our sins. That was the punishment that should be our place. But he came to talk that place. That was the punishment he did on our behalf. And it was a once for all sacrifice. And God sacrificed his son Jesus Christ because for one reason, he loved us. He loved you and me. And he wanted to give us eternal life in Christ Jesus. And this is how we can understand what God's love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. The love of God in Jesus is the role model for, of the perfect love of God for us to follow. That's a great example that Jesus Christ left for us to follow. And it is known as agape love. Agape love. And verse 10 in chapter 4 also exp- explains to us clearly, this is love, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So simply, simply, we do not need to do anything. We do not need to do anything to win God's love. Because he first loved us. He first loved us. And then, because we have understood and experienced God's love for us individually, we understand what love is. So to those of us um, who are Christians, 
to those of us who are Christian this evening, this is the lo- is this the love of Jesus something that we treasure or we treat as a role model for our love in all kinds of relationships? And to those who have not yet believed in Jesus Christ this evening, is this love something that you are looking for? Is this love that you are looking for? He loves me. He loves you. He died for you. He died for me. It's great. And the challenge is for us this evening, how do we respond to that love? So how do we respond to that love? John tells us that no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God loves in us. And his love is made perfect in us. Chapter 4, verse 12. In other words, God's love is also revealed in our Christian love for one another. So we should bear in mind, in this context, John wrote to believers. He wrote to Christian believers that this love is also, that he writes, is also a command from God. As it says in chapter 3, verse 23, we are to love one another as he commanded us. To love one another here means we are to love our brother and sister in Christ family. We are in Jesus Christ family. So, here is an illustration from my own experience. Even though my father, living in Cambodia, was not a Christian, when I was growing up, he had many good words of advice for, for me, for my two sisters, and for my brother. And one piece of advice that always sticks in my memory is this. Son, if you cannot make a friend each day, do not make an enemy. If you cannot make a friend each day, do not make an enemy. Whenever my brother and I fought with each other, he repeatedly told us, love one another because you are my sons and because you are brothers, love one another. So, in chapter 3, verse 15, strongly says, and it's very challenging, that anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And no murderer has eternal life living in God. It is indeed very challenging, because to hate equals to murder. So, obviously, Christians, we Christians, want to give the world the impressions that we are loving and kind people because, because we believe in God who loves us and we ought to follow Him, His great example of love. However, however, if we ask ourselves this evening, if we are honest with ourselves, we can confess many times how many times we fail to love our brother and sister in Christ. Or sometimes we overlook the needs of our brother and sister in the family of Jesus Christ. I know that it is very easy, and it's easier talking than actually doing it. As David put it this morning from Nike, just do it. It is not easy, easy talking, but it is more difficult doing it. But here is the challenge for us. We ought to remind ourselves constantly that this is the love that God commands us and expect us to practically, practically to show to one another, show to our brother and sister in Christ, 
That is the command of love. Not from man, but from God. So, how do we practically show Christ-like love to our Christian brothers and sisters? How? While living on earth, Jesus showed great compassion and practical love to many different people. He healed sick people, taught to rejected people, including children, prostitutes, and he fed the hungers. He fed hungry. We find these evidence from the book of gospel. The books of gospel shows all this evidence of Jesus Christ's love. Well, another experience that we had in Japan when my wife and I were living in, in Japan, we both were very touched by the practical love of many Japanese and international Christian brothers and sisters. Uh, when Lord Jane was expecting Joseph, the pregnancy was not easy. There was a risk of premature delivery, so she was admitted to hospital for two periods of time and otherwise had to mostly rest at home. So it was tough time for us in many ways as I was working to, work, to, to measure deadlines at the same time. The church that we attended was praying for us every week and brought them, um, and often Christian brother and sister there, they came over to visit us, and, and while some people also uh, cooked food and brought them over to us. And we felt very, very much uh, overwhelmed by the love of those Christian brothers and sisters, offering to us love in countless practical ways. I know that I'm conscious that just as the Christian friends who helped us in Japan at the time show practical Christian love. Many of you here, many of you quietly use your energy to help and to encourage those who are in need. I acknowledge that and have experienced personally. However, however, I believe that the message that we are learning together this evening, that we are read together is challenging and reminding you and me this evening to keep on doing good, to keep on loving one another. That is the message. And we can always ask ourselves, are there any people around us who need encouragement, who feel isolated or struggle to fit into church life? Or any people who need to know that they are accepted or loved? What can you and I do this week to bring support and love of Jesus Christ or love of God into that person's situation? That is a challenge for us this evening. There might be times that we find it easier to criticize one another than to love one another. And there are many, there are people we might naturally find it easier to, to, to talk to or to love than uh, others because of their personality, because of their background, their culture or lifestyle. Recently, one preacher challenged me through his sermon when he said, sometimes we overlook the needs of those brothers and sisters in the church whom we, whom we are not interested in. 
And he urges us to be aware of the needs around us within the church so that we know how to rightly and appropriately show love for one another. I know that in Windsor Baptist Church, we have a great mixture of people um, coming from a great variety of cultural background. That's the beauty of this church and the uniqueness of this church. And I appreciate this fellowship. And I believe that we should not only make each other feel welcome. We should not make each other uh, only feel welcomed, but feel loved. Feel loved when they come to this church. They not just feel welcomed, but feel loved. How does, how does the person we meet on Sunday morning and Sunday evening know that they are truly cared for? That's just another challenge for us. Maybe uh, you have seen the film or movie called Pay It Forward. The idea is that someone shows kindness or does good things for a person he or she 